You need some pie with the human touch. Sounds like you're eating people in a pie, like Sweeney Todd. Mm. You've pressed record, haven't you? I have. Hello. Hello, and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles fearless records, Punk Goes Ellipses series to answer the age-old question, hell yeah, or yeah nah. And I, uh, I nailed it this week. You did? Yeah. I like how that sentence quotes two questions, but technically the sentence is not a question in itself. No. No, I, I'm not asking, I'm not actually asking the listener, hell yeah, or yeah, nah. They want my opinion on hell yeah, or yeah, nah. Yes. But of course, that is also the voice of Richard S. He. Hello. Who, kind of impromptu, you came over to watch some wrestling. Yes. Blood, Blood and Guts, was kind of disappointed with Blood and Guts. That was alright. It was alright. Yeah. But, uh, and we were just like, we were just like, hey, you want to stick around for Gautier? Yes. Sure. And pizza. Yes. Can't say no to that. Yes. No. So, you two are sharing a microphone, and I'm sharing a microphone with the cat. Yes. He has very little to say at the moment, but (laughs) he is saying a lot in terms of body language. So, this week's song is Somebody That I Used To Know by Gautier, featuring Kimbra, as covered by Mayday Parade for Punk Goes Pop 5. I was almost going to say Punk Goes Pod 5. A classic mistake. Yeah. We should have We should have seasons. Totally. Yeah. I know. So like, I... so that would be Punko's Pod Five. You would be on Punko's Pod Two, right now. I think so. Are you doing yeah. it by like every yeah. fifty episodes? Oh, by every year, maybe. By every year, we'd still be on number two then. Yeah. 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 yeah we're almost at the two year mark. We're almost Wild. at the hundred episode mark. I know. Yeah. That's bonkers. So I... much has happened, and yet so little as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do have a funny story about uh, this song before we get into it too much. Uh, I was working this week and I was doing a job at a big W shopping center, shopping shop, shop, (laughs) whatever. And I was waiting to sign in and I was standing behind a woman who had a big back patch on her jacket. And (laughs) I don't know if she had made it herself, but it was... So it had a cat on it, 
and it just said, but you didn't have... I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a parody of this song. But it was just the last few lines were, the cat's meow. It's like, the, but you didn't have to cut me out. So oh. like, cat meow. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> I just thought it'd be like... You treat me like a stranger and I feel so rough. Well, that's... Yeah. We don't do that in... We're not going to talk about it, but there's the... Ah. The... Uh, somebody that I used to know, Poop um, oh, version. And he YouTube does... Poop, yeah. YouTube Poop, And he does say, and I feel rough, rough. And, like, they yeah. put a dog's face over his. That's so. quite iconic, isn't it? Yeah. For better or worse. That... Yeah. yeah, that's a real 2012 video. YouTube poops were truly cursed. I feel like yeah. they sort of arrived, disappeared as mysteriously as they arrived, but they were quite fucked. I think that they were clever. Like they were, some, as, some of them were. Mm. Like, yeah, but I, I, you know, I feel like it still took a little bit of thinking. Like the only thing that still gets YouTube pooped is um the Legend of Zelda CDI cutscenes, <laughs> just because that's the only thing you can do with it. Yeah. yeah. So. The Legend of Zelda CDI was for the Philips CDI, which was What's not... A CDI? So it's a console made by the electronics company Philips. Right. Not Nintendo, but right. they licensed out a number of games um, to Philips. So they licensed out Zelda and Mario. Ugh. And this was because they were going to do a deal with Sony mm-hmm. that fell under... Um, I can't remember exactly why, but it was basically like, I don't know if Nintendo were the bad guys in this scenario, but basically like they screwed over Sony by like then partnering with Philips and I then so. Sony created the PlayStation and it's like, haha, oh, yeah. nobody talks about the CDI anymore. And no. the, the CDI Zelda games are the only games where Link actually talks. Yeah. For oh. not, for like terrible reasons. They're just horrific. Like yeah. the worst art style possible. They this really fucked thing where, like, uh, it's all in 2D, but the characters will, like, move close to the camera while the background yeah. stays the same. Ooh. And I, the only line I can remember is he's, his link is like, I'm so hungry, I could eat an Octorok! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. So, yeah, that's uh, that's got nothing to do with Gautier, though. No. Do you think Gautier plays video games? That's a good question. Like, maybe his all his analog synths, like, compensate for that so he doesn't need to. Yeah. I think if he does, it's definitely games like Braid, yeah. The Witness, yeah. totally. Gree. Like, it's definitely the artsy games. Life is Strange. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. Look, you're a local, Gautier. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're <laughs> listening to this, let us know. Do you play video games? Like, are you on Smash? Who, who do you main on Smash? <laughs> 1v1. <laughs> So, about Gautier, he was born Walter André de Bacca in 1980 from Belgium, but his family would move to Australia when he was two years old, and they initially moved to Sydney, but would later relocate to Melbourne. Good choice. Mm-hmm. So his mother nicknamed him Gautier, based on Gautier, the French equivalent of his name. Uh, am I saying that right? Gautier? Gautier? Gautier. Yeah. Uh, so he has credited Depeche Mode's Songs of Faith and Devotion with inspiring him to record music. Oh, sweet. Very good. Good album. Uh, in high school, he would start the band Downstairs, and they spelled it stairs as in, like, looking, so S-T-A-R-E-S. That's deep. Downstairs. Hi, we're Downstairs from Epping. Although the band broke up after high school, Lucas Toronto still plays 
with Gautier's live band. So Lucas Taranto was one of his high school friends in mm. Downstairs. Yeah. Uh, and he's also a member of The Basics. Yeah, which are like his... Uh, I think they're like a three-piece garage rock band. Yeah. A lot of Beatles influence. And they kind of... They, they might predate the Gautier project, or they've been around as long as him. Okay. I think. So yeah, yeah. It's like... It's kind of like him playing with his high school mates... Because uh, he drums a lot for them. Okay. Those things. But it's kind of just like a fun little project. Like, they've been more active than Gautier. Over the last eight, ten years or so. Years, yeah. 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 Well, was, good on you, Basics. I was also going to say that in some ways, Gautier feels like the last of the, like, classic Australian rock crossover artists. Like, in the vein of Neil Finn or... Yeah. We're, we're claiming him. Okay. Kiwi, but, um... Yeah, even like the Hunters and Collectors, Midnight Oil, mm. Excess, Silver Chair kind of generation, you know? That's more than a generation. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Kevin Parker of Tame Impala maybe is the only yeah. other one recently. But that kind of like, you know, really well crafted Australian pop rock doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. You wouldn't consider Iggy Azalea to be part of that? L O L. Speaking of Kiwis, would the resident Kiwi of this podcast like to talk about <laughs> fellow Kiwi Kimbra? My girl Kimbra. Sure. So Kimbra was born Kimbra Lee Johnson in 1990, and she hails from Hamilton, New Zealand, which is where I was born as well, Aww. a Ooh. year later. So. It's, yeah, everyone in New Zealand is born in Hamilton. Huh. <laughs> uh, at the age of 10, Kimbra began writing songs, and at 12, her dad bought her her first guitar. I like that she started writing songs without an instrument. <laughs> I feel like that's happened with someone else before. I can't think who. Yeah. Um, very sort of classic narrative of like a precocious young child, blah, blah. Wow. Uh, so Kimbra attended Hillcrest High School, where she competed in... The National School Musical Competition Rock Quest, which is now called Smoke Free Rock Quest. All one word as well. Smoke Free Rock Quest. Smoke Free... I can't even do that that fast. I have brought up the Smoke Free Rock Quest winners. Yes. Have we got a sec for me to go through some of them? Absolutely. Some of them are like... Some of them are absolutely delightfully Kiwi. Yes. Like... So there's Defunk Express one in 1990. They came from Hillmorton High School. Mm -hmm. Auntie Beatrice from Fakatani High School. Hell yeah. Uh, Exploding Poppies. Hallucian. Kate in the Lemon Tree. So maybe they were influenced by your sister. Maybe. What from, they came from Wanganui Collegiate. Uh, Handsome Jeffrey. It's probably the best one. They came. They hail from Hamilton Girls High School, but then you had, uh, you know, some actual bigger bands like Evermore. Mm -hmm. um, one at one in two thousand. Uh, who else? There were more that like didn't win, like the Datsuns and the Naked and Famous, Lady yeah. Hawk. Yep. Um, Alien. <laughs> yeah. Alien Weaponry won it um, in twenty sixteen. They're a decent like, teenage metal band. And, like, a lot of them have Wikipedia pages. So, yeah. 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 But just, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, yeah, music that you would have heard of, but I just, I love it. I love it. It's called the Smoke Free Rock Quest. All one word. That's I love very, um, equivalent to the push here in Victoria. The, True. Um, did you have 
Did the push travel to the peninsula? No. That's, then again, you didn't go and see some 41 at the peninsula, <laughs> so... Where... Up to where like at like ninety episodes and you're still bringing that up. I will never let you forget that <laughs> you were in too deep. Exactly. And you were all too bland. <laughs> Man. So Kimbra competed at Smoke Free Rock Quest three times and landed second place at some point. Yeah. Didn't it didn't say when. It ah. just said her highest rating was second place. Uh, at the age of 14, she released a music video for the song... I don't know if this is a title. Smile. <laughs> Otherwise known as Smill in our show notes. Yep. Uh, which featured on the children's show What Now. And I asked you, do you remember What Now? And you just sort of shrugged. No. Look... You if, wouldn't have been there. That's yeah, no, you yeah. would have been. You would have been. I was... Oh, uh, no, not not for Kimbra doing the no. video, but you would have been there. Because the, the, uh. you were like, well, when was it? Like... Uh, Hoping that it was maybe after you left was like the eighties. Yeah, that it started. Look, I, everyone, myself included, needs to remember that I lived there for all of like five and a bit years. Yeah, mm. or six and a bit actually. Um, so yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, do you know this place? I'm just like, nope. <laughs> it's kind of like when I when I ask my mum about the eighties, and because she had two children at the beginning and a child at the end mm. and she's like nah I don't remember the 80s the, yeah. the 80s were a blur just looking after two children and then a third at the end like yeah yeah um in 2008 Kimbra moved to Melbourne where she signed to Forum 5 Records so that basically means she's Australian so sure we're, we're gonna just say that she's Australian artist her accent is very interesting because she has well uh, when she did interviews around like 2011 for this song she had pretty much a Kiwi accent and yeah. since then she spent a lot of time in America so she's got the classic like transatlantic yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Trans- well, Pacific really yeah it's a weird mix but she also she pronounces Gautier as like Gautier the American way yeah and even did back then so yeah. well she's dead yeah. to me then <laughs> Uh, Kimber's vocal style has been compared to Katy Perry, which I don't necessarily agree with. I can kind of see. She labours over her enunciation True, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I would compare Katy Perry to Kimber, not the other way around for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. Um, that is Kimber. Richard, would you like to tell sure. us about the song? So, the song was written and produced by Gautier. The second single from his third album, Making Mirrors, 2011, mm-hmm. Gautier wrote and recorded the song on the Mornington Peninsula at the barn at Merrick's Estates Winery. Now, you know me, like, I'm super proud of being from the Mornington oh, yeah. Peninsula. I love, I love the fact that I come from the morning. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I only now realize that that's a fact. Like, never heard about that yeah. when, like, living on the Mornington Peninsula. Were you yeah, still cause... living there at the time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't pick up the Mornington leader and, like, read the story about <laughs> Oh, that. no, I wasn't. I was not reading the leader. <laughs> you were... If you weren't working, I was chasing you were in your room. I was chasing after you. Yep, you Aww. were chasing babes. Somebody that you still know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the song samples Louise Bonfer's instrumental track Seville, which is the uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and it also incorporates... 
Baba Black Sheep, a.k.a. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, yes. on Xylophone. Gautier said the writing was a gradual and linear process. Sam has asked, what does this even mean? <laughs> that was me. I was just like, uh, I get it, but also... Basically... Technically, everything is a linear process. And basically, it was like, oh, I found the guitar track and I put that down and yeah. then yeah. and then Baba Black shit basically like yes it's exactly what you said but it was just yeah. like yeah. why did that need to be said yeah no I get that things can be non-linear but time is linear so <laughs> yeah and like it was like and it took some time to put it all together and then as Jimmy World say it yeah. just takes some time in the middle in the middle yeah yeah of the ride Yes. Now, the music video was directed, produced, and edited by Australian artist Natasha Pincus mm-hmm. and filmed by cinematographer Warwick Field. The director's cut features concealed nudity, but this version has never been posted. Release it, you cowards. No. Release, release the, the Snyder cut. I kind of hope that they got paid, like, royalties for that, which they wouldn't have unless, like, they cut a deal afterwards. Because mm. you know, when you're... Uh, an editor for hire you tend yeah. to work at a fixed rate yeah but still you know I feel like there should be a rule or something where if you get like massive success yeah you get some kickback it's probably know. not a bad thing on your resume to That's say true. I directed somebody that I used to know the film true. clip but also it may not be a platform to bigger things it may just be the biggest yeah. thing you've ever done mm, true especially within like be? a streaming context like yeah. There's so much more potential to earn revenue off these things. I get yeah. the feeling that that's just this song for everyone involved. It's the biggest thing that they've ever oh, done. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's not a bad thing. No, no. Yeah. Now, the background in the video is based on an artwork created by Gautier's father, Frank DeBacker. The video was nominated as best video at the 2012 MTV Video Music Awards, but. Lost to We Found Love by Rihanna featuring Calvin Harris. Rightfully so. TBH. Which, fair enough. Yeah. That's that great video too. Video I've not seen that video. We'll also be covering that song at some point in the future. Oh, well, so. I will see that video at some point. Mm-hmm. The charts on the song is so overboard, I'm not going to write them down. Just going to read it from the Wikipedia page. And I have said page open. So, this, <laughs> is, this is everywhere it was number one. So, we've got Ooh. Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada... Uh, the Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Ireland, Israel, Italy, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Poland, Romania, Scotland, Slovakia, Sweden, UK, the US, and Venezuela. I'm in, I'm in a Facebook group that's called like Guess the Map or something, or like Mystery Map. Yeah. People just post maps that are like coloured in and you have to guess <laughs> what it is. Which this would be a good one for that. It would be a very good one. Yeah. Um I was gonna say, once I pull up the statistic dot 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 You would think it would be on the charts, but no, it's on the commercial performance. Anyway, somebody that I, that I used to know had a very long run on the Billboard Hot One Hundred at number one. Until twenty fourteen it was one of the two Second longest running Australian number one songs with eight weeks at the top, tied with Savage Garden's Truly Madly Deeply. Yes. And behind Daddy Cool's Eagle Rock, which I'm surprised was a hit oh. in the US. I just associate Eagle Rock with people being absolute dickheads at weddings <laughs> and twenty. Yeah. Years. Yeah. The like it does have a very kind of American rock feel to it though. So yeah, right. 
It also doesn't surprise me. I think that the song was unseated by Fancy, but I could be wrong. Oh, shit. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. What else was Australian, an Australian hit in 2014? 2014. Well, Sears, Chandeliers. Oh, that's true. yeah. Because that, that was another one that we did. It was like, that's a that was a giant song like that was yeah. that was huge for Sia mm. and then she went on to do a, to direct a terrible film about autism last year yeah. which I have no plans of watching no oh, that so doesn't funny. even sound like a like a haha this is kind of funny yeah movie right. it's just like oh you are just misrepresenting people that you do not understand well when your lead actress like filmed it what three years ago was yeah. Uh, has given quotes that she was uncomfortable with the process and does, yeah. has done zero promo. Mm. Like, yeah. literally zero for a Golden Globe-nominated film. That says a lot. So, you wonder if maybe Sia and Maddie aren't going to be working together again. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Probably time for them both to move on. Yeah, yeah probably. Man. I reckon. Uh, someone who hasn't moved on, or someone who probably doesn't need to move on, is Gautier and this yes. song. Because, as I said, it was huge. Even now it has, like... Was it a billion YouTube video, uh, views? And I wonder if it's like, like getting close to two billion. What well, has eight hundred fifty nine million Spotify streams? Wow! Yep. As I checked, and on YouTube, we're pretty close to that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. One one point six billion. Woo! So eight hundred fifty nine million Spotify streams. Would that translate to much in terms of royalties on Spotify? Uh, in terms of like the pure royalties that Spotify pays out, pretty good. Like yeah. the number is quite high. You, I wonder if you could make a living off that yearly. Yeah, I'm gonna say probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you could. It just depends on like record deals. And, yeah, because it depends on what piece of the pie. But Spotify, it's like two kinds of royalties. It's like recording royalties and songwriting yep. royalties. Yep. So they're split. So often Good. it's if you go to like a Spotify a Spotify rate calculator, yep. that'll put out a certain number depending on what streams you have. Yep. And then you multiply that by two for the other half of the equation. Right, uh, okay. Uh, recording or songwriting and then you subtract the labels. Which he number, would... Which no one knows. Which he would yeah. get because he... Well, he wrote it and... He would split with Louise Bonfa. Yeah, if yeah. Louise Bon or maybe Kimbra. Louise Bonfa or Louise Bonfa's estate, depending on whether he's alive still. I don't think he is. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. More you know. Yeah. Does how does that work for a featured artist? Um, for songwriting, I mean, if they're credited, then obviously they'll get whatever percentage they've been assigned. For performance royalties, I think that's divvied up by the record labels. So. Um, in some cases, it can be nothing, but probably not for someone who had like a feature credit. Mm, yeah, you probably would yeah. get it. Although sometimes you go to studio, right? Like, uh, BB Rexa sang on David Guetta's song "Hey Mama," was it? She sang the hook on it. I think it's on so. Nicki yeah. Minaj, where Nicki Minaj says, "Yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning." <laughs> and Cardi B later responded in WAP, "No, I don't cook. I don't clean." Fucking sick. Uh, but yeah, BB had to fight for um, recognition on that song, hmm. despite singing the hook. Jeez. They said there were too many credited artists on it. They were like, oh, we can't have more than three names on it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. So if Kimbra didn't get royalties, I guess she, she could... She didn't write on it, but I'm sure she would have gotten performance. But if she, didn't yeah. get, if she didn't get royalties, she could... I guess she could say that now and then 
she thinks about all the times that Gautier screwed her over. Yes. So, what do y'all think about this song? Um, I like it. Like, there's a reason why I went to see Gautier back in the day. Um, Which I remember you texted me while we were courting each other. Yes. And I was on my way to work and you're like, so what are you doing? I'm like, going to work and what are you doing? I'm waiting in line to see Gautier because it was like a midday matinee. You yeah, were going. Was, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I was like, I was like, what's a Gautier? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a, it's a singer. <laughs> um. So yeah, like, there's a reason why I went to see him. Um, because yeah, he's incredible as a musician. Um, I enjoyed Kimbra back in the day. I think Vows was it the album that she yeah. released? Yeah, that was a good time. Um kind of lost touch with her work over time but yeah i thought the second album had like a lot of hype around it yeah like of with her collaborators like was it janelle monet i think so um, yeah ben weinman of the dillinger escape plan yeah it's marketed as this like crazy like fusion pop thing and then like it just wasn't yeah i think for someone who had already sort of like not really broken the mold but like she'd sort of eked out a pretty unique spot for the time with her first album she she already had enough to sort of go off. But yeah, I think it, they sort of kept trying to raise the bar when they yeah. didn't necessarily need to. Apparently um, she's bouncing back though. Like I, yeah. I need to listen to a third album. It's uh, yeah. supposed to be better. She was also coming out in a time when it was almost seen like as not weird music, but like Kiwi's doing kind of experimental yeah, music. Like, totally. it's like the Naked, and naked Famous, famous Lady Hawk, Lord. Yeah. Like Conan Moccasin was one. Do you remember him? No, I don't. Uh, maybe that was a band. They supported Radiohead here. And oh, they, shit. They looked like they were in, like, white bathrobes or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Ulcerate. Yes. No. Is that a metal band? They're, yes. they're, like, a very heavy... Death Doom, would you say? I think just... Death. death. But, yeah. like... Yeah, kind of experimental death. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. From probably Auckland. It's all, always from Auckland. Yeah. I wonder if, like... I always get, like, pissy when it's, like... This is getting filmed in Sydney. And I'm like, I'm like, why not Melbourne? I wonder if people from Wellington are always like, fucking Auckland gets filmed everywhere. Uh, Wellington gets filmed a lot, I think. I mean, what they've we do... They've got a lot of the... Like, they've got wetter workshops and everything there. Yeah, true. What we do in the shadows was filmed in Wellington. Because yeah. of the big Kumara. Yes. Um, but back to the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, like, it definitely... Like, I grew tired of it over time. Mm. The more I heard it, but... With some distance, I can appreciate, again, what made it so good. Like, I always love songs where there's that sort of dynamic of, like, the two voices. Like, I won't yep. say male and female, but it doesn't have to be that binary yep. kind of thing. But, like, yeah, I think I've talked about it before, but, like, it just makes me think of, like, the Postal Services, Nothing Better, which yeah. had Juliet Lewis on it, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, because um, she sings. And... Not- Jenny Lewis? Jenny Lewis, that's uh, the one. Thank you. Juliette Lewis also has a band. She does. She rules. <laughs> yeah. I love her. I, well, she's a Scientologist, so. Ah. Yeah. Boo. Um, but yeah, like, just that sort of, I love when a song, and I know it's just very literal, but it's just always interesting to hear a song that has that dynamic of, like, two people and you hear those two voices. Yeah. And I think that's what I enjoyed so much about, like, Taking Back Sunday and that back in the day was just mm. the sort of interplay of the two and this is a great example of that like absolutely it's just a very like 
there's all the little sort of there's a there's a whole bunch of different elements but they're all kind of very i guess like minimal or very yeah they're very subdued almost because yeah like we were talking about it today richard like he is very inward facing like he yeah. is the one saying i am to blame for this ending like you know yes he's the one that screwed her over and and yeah so it doesn't need to be that sort of song like it is just a very sort of self-reflective sort of therapeutic kind of you know at some point in my life i was an asshole in a relationship but then like to me kimbra's part is quite angry and like and it, I really like the sort of resentment that's sort of seething underneath, like the way she delivers it. And, and I, I sort of go more towards the film clip and the way that, the way that like he's just stands still in that one spot. And then like, I think it's quite beautiful, the, the panning out and it's like, oh, there's another person there. Yeah. And she's like, she snakes over to him. Yeah. And, and yeah, she like, she, he doesn't look at her. She's like, like just constantly looking at him. She has like she has the more powerful delivery in my mind when she does the, the, the when she's like the somebody that I used to know <laughs> and like she then goes back and she loses all the paint from her body yeah. so like end, yeah. she's moved on but he's still he's still kind of caught up on you know the person that he used to know the person that he screwed over yeah yeah, yeah. is my interpretation and my book report well a done. plus I would like to hear them like sing each other's parts yeah that'd be cool yeah that would be an interesting exercise yeah surprised with all the different takes of this song that like yeah. that didn't happen yeah at some point yeah I'm trying to remember I think when I saw him live he didn't have someone to replace Kimbra and I don't think he subbed in like I think he just let the crowd sing it which was quite mm-hmm. interesting cause I guess in the moment, like, we were all just like, ah, I love this song, but, like, Mm. it was a very interesting way of, like, letting the audience sort of reflect that back on him kind of thing. Yeah. As for us, I saw him in 2012 at the Sydney Meyer. Yeah. um, That would have been so good. It wasn't loud enough, and, you know, people were chatty. Yeah. As you know, but, yeah, he got Bertie Blackman, like, Melbourne and Neo Soul Artist to fill in for Kimbra, except she missed her cue. So I think she missed a whole line, which is like a quarter of her part. <laughs> <laughs> she sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she only does a verse. So yeah. And then she verse. and then she slinks back off and you know melds with the wall. Yeah. I like to think that that's the kind of thing that keeps Birdie up at night. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I, it. I think there were two shows, so she probably like yeah. Yeah. Herself. Yeah. It's that. It's that meme of like. The person trying to sleep and their brain talking to them like, "Hey, are you going to sleep? Yes, be quiet." And then like they say something that they like <laughs> yeah. remembered being embarrassing, yeah, and then they're like wide right. awake. Mm. <laughs> but as for me with the song, yeah, I mean, I really liked it then. Like, I think I remember uh, the album coming out in 2011 and yep. really enjoying it. Like, yeah. I had heard his earlier stuff. Hard to Mess was huge oh, on Triple J, stunning in 07. Yeah, and um, that also had a thing in the Great Gatsby soundtrack yeah. I think in 2013 in the US so right. they got it in reverse there yeah I remember it I remember somebody that I used to know just snowballing over probably like six to eight months or something yeah well that yeah. I mean the Great Gatsby was directed by Baz Luhrmann filmed yeah. over here That's so like true, yeah. he definitely I, he definitely was made an effort to 
work with as many Australians as possible. I yeah. think he is very good at like very much drumming home the Australiana. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's something that Taika Waititi does as well, yeah. really well. Like like in the last Thor movie, he's like, "How many locals can we get yeah. for this?" And like, and he did. He hired a lot of Aboriginal people to like work on it, be in it. Yeah, and it's like because yeah. he was filming it over here in Queensland, I think. So yeah, yeah, good on him. But, good on him. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? So yeah, the, I remember watching the snowball like through the US and like yeah. you know famously we in Australia had like context for him, but in the US he was just some guy who like yeah. came out of nowhere, had a huge like one huge perfect song, and a couple people checked out the album or mm. heard. Uh, Eyes Wide Open, yep. the follow-up single, I think. Yep. But, um, yeah, I'm, there was a tweet recently that was, like, just a picture of Gautier in the video, and someone said, like, this MF, you know, dropped one song and dipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of did, though. Yeah. Like, he he's definitely still around, but, yeah. I mean, we were talking about it, like, pretty sure he still just lives in Melbourne. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, does music here and there, but... Yeah, like, he can live off that one song the it's rest of his life. good analogy for, like, not seeing all the work that had to go into getting to that point. Definitely. Yeah. Because, like, he had fucking hustled up until that point. But, yeah, as far as the US were concerned, they're like, oh, yeah, one-hit wonder, good for him. You, like, can't, mm. you can't fluke your way into writing a song Absolutely like that. not. No. no. Even though it is very simple. I yeah. think that's what that's works, right. though. Like, the more I think about it, like, I find it quite delightful that... A song that essentially samples Baba Black Sheep. Like, yeah. Struck yeah. a chord with so many people because, yeah, it probably did tap into, like, this very fundamental thing of, like, oh, yeah, like, nursery rhymes, sing-songy, like, coupled with relatable lyrics, like, done. Mm. But it's, like, for me, and I know this wasn't, this wasn't his actual trajectory, but, like, for me it was. It was, it was, what's a Gautier to then, <laughs> to then by the end of the year not being able to get away from the song? Yeah. And it was kind of like that podcast that you listened to, the other Australian one. They're talking about Britney Spears. Just oh, like, yeah, just, the gist. just oh. like her trajectory when she released "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time." Yeah, it was just like to the moon. That yeah. was much more engineered, though. That oh, yeah. was kind of a sure thing, mm. or close to. True, but like, just like in the fact, like for me, it was just like I don't know who this person is. To I like. I'm hearing him every day. Yeah. And I can't get away. And even like leading into 2012, that, you know, that was still a really, really popular song in 2012 because oh, yeah. Yeah. we got it like, what was it, six months before America? About that, yeah. So, so basically like super popular in Australia. Yeah. And then it almost like it had no time to die off because then America got it. Yeah. So then we the, got the sort of second wave of it almost pretty much yeah and the post-american success tour and all that mm. yeah yeah and the later performance which we will talk about um i was gonna say that i have been thinking about this song a lot because the 10th anniversary is coming around oh, of course. there'd be like a bunch of huge songs i'm thinking about so like Katy perry teenage dream era yep. um party rock anthem which yep. are you coming out soon i don't know what? Are we covering that soon for the show? Ye- Ooh, I think we're covering an LMFAO song. Yeah. Which is probably Party Rock Anthem. Which, yeah. Actually, the um the anniversary of that passed in January. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Maybe we can bump that up. Um, um, but yeah, there was like that, um, Gautier, and... Or oh, Friday. 
You're you're also forgetting Gangnam Style. Yes. Oh, that's. Oh, Jesus. I think that's a mid-year 2011 mm. hit, like July or something. Yeah, 2011 was kind of pivotal. Like totally. But like, does my head in? I think was that mid-year for South Korea, and then, and then a few months later, it was everywhere else. Because I remember seeing it like the beginning of 2012, before a lot oh, of people okay. around, before a, pop, a lot of people that I knew knew about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just was. It just took off again. What a song. I know. Mm. <laughs> I enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, I have um, come back around to not appreciating the song more, but it feels more special to me now. Just yeah. because so much time has passed and really nothing like it has come out since. Like, You're right. Been... Gangnam Style was that special. <laughs> it was special. Um, but yeah, like there have been acoustic ballads that have like yeah. topped the charts or like your Lewis Capaldi's or whatever, but nothing that special. Not in, to the same degree. Year, like, yeah. I I guess you could argue like Adele, like Hello or something, yeah. but like it's not the same. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's not that, I don't know, like, I don't know what it is. Like, I can listen to Hello by Adele and go, well, that's manufactured. As, whereas... Gautier, I can look, I can listen to that and go, well, that's art. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it just, I don't know. Um, like, no offence to Adele, but just... Oh, I mean every offence to Adele. <laughs> no, I'm sure you're fine, Adele. Um, I, it just, it feels a bit looser, a bit more organic, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it kind of is that thing of, you know, this Australian artist, you know, broke the world, really. Yeah. Yeah. For, Which is pretty fucking incredible. For six months to a year, like, just broke the world. Just this this guy from, you know, Wally from, from Melbourne, like, yeah. sick. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it was just, it was a phenomenon. If you're listening, Wally will buy you a beer at some point. Do you think Wally drinks, do you think Wally drinks beer and plays video games? He's uh, Belgian. He I is Belgian. video games, bit. But... Uh, so when we talked about him recording in, on the Mornington Peninsula, I'm pretty sure it's at his parents' winery. So oh. the yeah the Industry the Merricks the Merricks oh. Winery okay. Barn. Mm. Um, Have we been there? No, okay. I'm pretty sure his parents own it. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure if that's the case, then he's probably more a wine fan. Mm. I don't know. Buy him a drink then, a non-specific beverage. Yeah, we'll you know go go through all of Punk Goes Pod. We're we're pretty good. Got a good backlog of episodes. Yeah. I'm sure, you'll like it, including the one on you. Yes, exactly. Also, because we're uh, we're very positive about it. Yes, <laughs> I'm sure that like th- there are a lot of people who live in the same suburb as him and just see him at like Woolies oh. all the time. You know, the tall guy. It was like before he kind of got cancelled when you would see Jeffrey Rush on the train. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that happened like, yeah. that happened like two or three times to you. I think only the one time, but... I'm pretty sure it happened at least twice. Yeah. Okay. He lives yeah. in Camberwell. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 When I lived out that way, yeah, I remember seeing him be like, oh my god. Well, according to my mum, like, if you, like, are walking on the beach in Geelong uh, on, like, any morning, like, you might see Guy Pearce walking his dog. Hmm. I thought you were going to say Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh. Oh. That would... I would I would move to Geelong for that. For the chance <laughs> to uh, to experience some donkey sauce. <laughs> I am still waiting to bump into Troy Sivan at some yeah. point. That's when I will know I've made it. Because he's hanging out in Melbourne now, he isn't he? He lives in Carlton now. Ah. Yeah. yeah. 
I'd be like, hi, do you recognize me from that interview we did? Oh, let's <laughs> when, be uh, best friends. Yeah, when we were both in a, a hole of yeah. quarantine. A Q hole. <laughs> a Troy hole. Let's talk about Mayday Parade. Now and then I think of when we were together. When you said you felt so happy you could die I told myself that you were right for me But felt so lonely in your company But that was love and it's an ache I still remember To a certain kind of sadness Like resignation till the end Always the end So when we found that we could not make sense Well you said that we would still be friends But I'll admit that I was glad that it was over Well, I was also I was also leaving a space for the song to be inserted in yeah. too. Imagine if we left us like a space as long as we needed it to be <laughs> for the thing. Yeah, just like and okay, we go now. That's called linear recording. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just a very um gradual linear process. But since you sassed me, yes, you will take the. Sure, and you are the biggest fan of them, right? Are you? I don't really listen to them properly, uh, but yeah, I've always enjoyed talking about them on here. Mm. Yeah. So, Mayday Parade. Have we we have talked about them before? Haven't we, we have not. No. Oh fuck! It feels. But like we bad. you you'll realize what we have talked about when you talk about it. Okay. No. Um, Mayday Parade. They hail from Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, they formed in two thousand five, and they formed when two local bands converged, being Kid Named Chicago and Defining Moment. Uh, and the band consists of vocalist Jason Lancaster, guitarist Alex Garcia, and drummer Jake Bundick, who came from Kid, Kid Named, Named Chicago. Chicago. And then Derek Sanders. What does Derek do? Well, Derek Sanders, who was the vocalist okay. for Defining Moment, and I also need to cut in and say Jason Lancaster is not no longer in Mayday Parade. <laughs> Do you want to take this? <laughs> Maybe I will. Yes. So Mayday Parade formed when two local bands converged. Kid Named Chicago and Defining Moment. Vocalist Jason Lancaster, guitarist Alex Garcia, and drummer Jake Bundick came from Kid Named Chicago. While Derek Sanders, vocalist for Defining Moment, guitarist Brooks Betts, and bassist Jeremy Lenzo came from Defining Moment. Well done. Previously, the two bands shared the same practice space before they came to the conclusion, hey, 
Maybe we should just uh, be a band together and then we can have all the practice time. More bands should do that. Yeah. yeah. What's, a, what's, a, what's two bands that should do that? Taylor Swift and Paramore. I was literally about to say that. Yeah, that'd be a good that'd be a good combination. That's been it's been promised since like 2010, oh, I would say. That would be incredible. Could Taylor Swift share the like vocal space with another though? Yeah. She has. She's very generous. Full time though? Mm, probably not, but they can they can do a collab EP. Yeah. Yeah. If Jay-Z and Linkin Park can, then I believe Exactly. But that was more like did Oh no, Chester did sing yeah. in that, didn't he? That was more like Mike did everything and Jay Z walked in and yeah. was like, Oh, this is where I come in. <laughs> oh dear. So Jason Lancaster would leave Mayday Parade to form previously mentioned band Go, Go Radio, Radio yes. who covered Adele. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he would also release a worship album titled All Things That Lead Us Home under the name Lancaster, but that's with no vowels. Classic. I have two great band name ideas, which anyone listening can take because I've had them for years. But um, one is all caps vowels, but it's just spelled V-W-L-S. And the <laughs> nice. other one is um, uh, it, it's Kanye West with all the vowels removed, but it's pronounced newest. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. That's sick. So, the cover of the song features Pierce the Veil vocalist Vic Fuentes on guest vocals. And you might be thinking, why are you talking about the cover song facts? Because this actually has facts. Hmm. So, the cover song uh, was the first punk ghost song to make it on a Billboard chart, reaching number 18 on the US Rock Songs chart. Which tells you how big the original was. Yes. That's something... Very telling about this song, mm. about the original, is that like people covering it on YouTube yeah. basically could make bridge. could make careers off of covering this song yeah. as well. Boats in its wake, yes, mm. yes. Like so many, like so many of the videos, it's like people covering it are getting millions of views. Yeah, I refuse to talk about it on here, but Walk the Moon's cover, like, Walk Off the Earth, Walk Off the Earth. That's I keep thinking. <laughs> Walk the Moon is the shut, shut up, up and dance. And dance. That's but like you, you called him something else yesterday. I can't remember what, but it doesn't matter because like who cares? Uh, yeah. But like that in itself spawned its own subgenre of Gautier covers because the Walk Off the Earth cover mm. is them is the five members all playing a guitar at the same time, all playing the one guitar, yeah. and so then there would be people that are like five people playing the one ukulele. Uh, five more people playing an acoustic guitar. The only thing that's interesting about Walk Off the Earth is that it has the former uh, lead vocalist for the rockabilly band, The Creep Show. That's right. And I kind of wish she just stayed in The Creep Show because uh, Walk Off the Earth, it's like it's a it's a fun gimmick for a video, but well, the just music, like, yeah, the like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the music is just fine. Well, like, they're, it, better than, they're better than like Voice Avenue. Yeah, I'll say that. I don't know who that is. You don't need to. No. Okay. I won't. Very boring. I won't look <laughs> further into that then. Yes. Uh, so, the cover. I really like it. It's really good. Yeah. I definitely remember talking to you, Richard, on Facebook about it, oh. and possibly Chris and or Anthony about yeah. it, and just being like, "Holy shit, this is so good!" 
And that, yeah, like, when it first came out, and I still think that. Like, mm. I still listen to it, I'm like, damn, that's a good cover. This is last week's cover of uh, Holding Out for a Hero, how it mostly hit the right notes until that silly breakdown at the yeah. end. Yeah. This could have gone that direction, but they didn't. And, it's, and it just yeah. sticks the landing. Yeah. 100%. For me, this is kind of pop punk at its best. Like, yes. not yeah. when it's a... Uh, an overly affected like teen mall thing um when you're like in your 30s but um just when it's like very comfortable and Mm. it's like you know putting on a nice coat yeah something yeah you know you're gonna get um the details are really good the singing is great like both vocal parts played well mixed well just you know that's amore exactly i i Imagine that it's Vic Fuentes doing the Kimbra part. Yes, it yeah. is. And I quite like that they got a vocalist with a more whiny yeah. voice to do the the Kimbra part. Just for um, everyone's edification, we'll be talking about Mayday Parade at least four other times. <laughs> so I'm very stoked. So they do a cover of Jason Derulo, which is also... Fucking sick. Um, Jason, the ruler. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I agree with you, Richard. Like, it just, this is pop punk at its best because yeah. they're having fun with it. They obviously care a lot about the source material. They don't ham it up because you don't yeah. need to. Um, it's very, it's earnest in the best kind of way. Like, there's no sense of, like, irony and, like, <laughs> like it's just. A solid cover. This could this could very much be originally a pop punk song. Yeah. As well. Yeah. 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 A lot of songs could be. I yeah. Guess, but... but like this is this is like hits on a lot of the pop punk. Yeah. I mean I was gonna say like, yeah, the songwriting forms are good enough that even though pop punk is such a like overdone genre, you don't mm. get tired of this yeah. one in particular. Mm. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. No, I dig it. I um yeah, they just they na- they nail it. Great, great job. Great job. Um, they even just like nail just the finer details, like Kimbra's sort of like backing vocals in the mm. final chorus, and that kind of, like there's just all these little moments that they capture because they've got the year to pick them up, kind of thing. Like they keep ah! those nuances. I kind of wish they'd done a video for this. Yeah. Because, like, they have done videos for some of their covers. Mm. Kind of wish this one got a video. Like, yeah. Something, something interesting. I don't know. Could have boosted it up the charts a bit more. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... <laughs> Bless you. It's still one that got, like, a few million views. The, the one that didn't, that it didn't seem to work for, and I'm really disappointed, was that Buff Carell did this, and he did not get more than 3,000 plays. I don't think he was that big at the time. Like, no, but it seemed like it seemed like it seemed like I could have done a cover of this song and I would have gotten at least a few hundred thousand yeah. views. Like I was looking at one of the I was looking at an artist who had done this that we're not going to talk about. I can't remember who they are. But like their cover of this has a million a million views on YouTube mm. and then like their next highest has like 50,000. So mm. it it is that thing like Yeah. Like, this just 
bred success for so many people. Yeah. yeah. It's the Gautier boost. Yeah. 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 And uh, people have been trying to channel that as recently as last year. Yeah. <laughs> Such as Three Days Grace. Uh-huh. <laughs> everything about this cover yes just fucking the video just does my head in yeah like some iMovie ass shit like what what are you doing it really is iMovie ass shit isn't it yeah or like Windows Movie Maker like just it's embarrassing how bad it is for 2020 like, if they removed the effects and just did, like, just kept the performance footage, it would have been fine. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And it would have been, like, a perfect, like, quarantine endeavor. Like, and, everyone was doing that last year. And it's it's got, like, the backdrop of... A cinema. A cinema, as Why? well. Like, an empty cinema. Which I, I, again, I literally, like, it just looks like something you could just put a window on. Yeah, it, it looks, yeah, exactly. It looks like a filter that they've done on iMovie. Or Zoom, even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. true. It's, it's just, like, I, listening to it, I could already just see him brooding in front of the mirror, like, practicing his best, like, his best, like, downward, like, stare (laughs) while singing this song. And it's like, dude, you're 45 and you've got an eye piercing. I don't know if he's 45, but like... An eye piercing? Yeah, an eye piercing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> piercing eye piercing eye yes. an eyebrow piercing and then the chorus kicks in and it just it just makes me think that they just want to be Linkin Park and they're yeah. not like so many of like there was so many bands that were influenced by Linkin Park in the worst possible way mm. and there was one Linkin Park and you know they I, I imagine they're not around anymore I imagine mm, I think I don't know if they're going to continue. Mm. It, it's been like four years since Chester died and we still yeah. don't know. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Like, yeah. decide what you're going to do. Like, yeah. Like, this and band... Shinoda's doing NFTs these days. Well... Anyway. Like three, still the good guy. Three Days Grace just occupies the same, the exact same space as Breaking Benjamin, as Finger Eleven, as those... Seether, yeah. probably. Seether, yeah. like those butt rock bands that were... Had that, like... Dalliance with emo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although you said, and I, I agree with you. I hate everything about you is is still kind of a fun song. song. Still bangs. 
Like, and as the top comment on the YouTube video said, um, Gautier should cover that song in Raw. <laughs> no, thank you. Some quick facts. So the single artwork is someone getting thrown into a pool. That's cool. Which, which they do that at the start of the video. Do they? Oh, oh no, yeah. someone, gets, someone got kicked into the pool. Oh, and it was like, nice. and it said the end, and then the, the fucking song starts. That's See, like, even that missing. isn't well executed. No. Like, no. <laughs> I did not make that connection. Um, and so I was going to say, the vocal performance is quite audibly auto-tuned, but not in a good way. Mm. Like, disturbs the sound of silence, you know? To me, like, and I said this when we were listening to it before you started recording, like, it reminds me of those videos where, like, people will do, like, I don't know, losing my religion, but in a major key. Like, it sounds yeah. like something where they've, like, tried to pitch shift it, but failed. Yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, back to you. <laughs> um, and the vocal performance is not as aggro as it could be, because I was, I was expecting a full, like, yeah. I hate women kind of undertone yep. from mm-hmm. it, which I don't quite, you don't quite get, but I think to do a really heavy backing really misses the point of the song, like, regardless. Definitely. I agree. Just playing footsies there. <laughs> We're all friends here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a no from me, dog. Yep. <laughs> oh, nope, brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. i uh fine with not having this in my life. I also have no idea why they did it last year. Yeah. They said it a single. Yeah. It's not even, like, presented as a quarantine thing. No. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next. So, the next one... Features Gautier. Well, yes. <laughs> and also featuring other Australian artist, Missy Higgins. Is she from Melbourne? Mm, Victoria, I think. I think so, yeah. Or maybe, maybe New South Wales. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for David Letterman. Like, this would have been the wave of his US tour. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is cool, but I think he doesn't yeah. bring anything to it. I think it's funny, like, the crowd cheers when she comes out, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. they won't, you would not have any clue who Missy Higgins is. Yeah. Good on them, though. Good on them. They're probably like, is that Sarah Bareilles? I don't know. <laughs> huh. But, uh, he had some, like, I feel like he had some slightly worse performances of this yeah. for TV and some 
quite a lot better ones. But fair enough, you like, know. He doesn't quite hit the notes There's as something well. slightly endearing about it because yeah. he's obviously, well, air quotes, like confident enough to be willing to fuck it up, I think. Like, yeah. and I appreciate that. Totally. As opposed to just auto-tuning or like singing to a yeah. backing track or whatever. I could see him being, because he's, because he definitely comes across as a very intelligent person like if it's kind of a bad performance i could see him like that's the closest to punk he'll ever get is if yeah. he's is if his vocals are just diy are not like a hundred percent there have you ever seen Silverchair doing straight lines on i think it's jay leno oh it's really bad isn't it it's the one where daniel lost his voice the night before, and instead of trying to change the register to go lower where he sounded all right he tries to still belt it. It's extremely <gasps> uncomfortable oh. to listen to. Mm. That was like their big uh, returning oh, opportunity no. to break in the US. So that's no fun. But um, that's kind of like the... the Not the floor. It's beneath the floor. It's like the basement. You don't want to be Ooh. in that vicinity. No. <laughs> I remember reading in a metal magazine, it was like upcoming albums from different countries. And they were like... And yeah, that album was coming out and they were like, oh, we're looking forward to this. And then like, it came out and they're like, oh, we don't like this. No, it's a good album. It's not metal. It's just not metal. Yeah. It's like, why are you talking, why are you talking about Silverchair in a, in a metal magazine? Like, yeah, they're not metal. Frog Stomp back in the day. Like, yeah. let them grow. Like, yeah. Yeah. The anthem for the year 2000 was a heavy song, but also yeah. they were like 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like musical tastes can change. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Next. Times you screwed me over, but at me believing it was always something that I'd done. But I don't want to live that way, reading into every word you say. You said that you could let it go, and I would get you hung up on somebody that you used to know. But you didn't have to The next cover is Fun, featuring Hayley Williams, recorded for BBC One Live Radio. And this is an interesting one to watch the video of because Hayley is not present. So they've just got her vocals playing, I guess. Pretty funny. (laughs) So just like, sort of like Nate Roos is just kind of standing around awkwardly, like sometimes (laughs) kind of like lip syncing to the words, just like. Yeah, just waiting for his part to come back in. I feel for people who have to record in that position. But what yeah. were you going to say, sorry, Richard? Um, I think because we don't live in the UK, we forget that they're actually a radio station. Yeah. Mm. yeah, Because we only ever see the videos on YouTube. Well, actually, we didn't because we won that question in trivia last night. <laughs> so, we, well, at yeah. least I remember that they were a radio station. Yeah. Uh, there's something about the BBC radio ones that feel a lot more 
exposed than Triple J's like a version. Yeah. Mm. And I think it's a mix issue actually because all the instruments and parts feel very separated yep. on BBC, whereas like a version feels very warm and organic. Even yeah. though they don't actually have more instruments. Yeah. yeah. Um actually like even with like Taylor Swift or you know, people with like big backing bands, they still sound weird. Yeah. On BBC to me. To me that's yeah, that's actually a big factor in this song because it's pretty like easy to cover the song and instead of having it being like kind of subtle and brooding yeah. it just feels empty you know yeah mm. yeah it's alright yeah like this would have to me come across better if it were just like Nate and Jack Antonoff at like a Walmart or something like doing Funnily a enough. Like, I know that sounds dumb but like yeah. just doing like a quick acoustic set not within the context of yes a radio station set up that is then yeah. simultaneously broadcast to YouTube. Across the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds way too loose for what it needs to be. And I think, I think there was definitely, like, Gautier's proved himself, like, you don't necessarily need to have the female there for that part. Like, yeah. That's true. maybe he could have just sung the second verse and not been, like, standing around awkwardly waiting for... The, the ghost that is Hayley Williams to <laughs> to exercise to be exercised from the room <laughs> I think um I think Nate Roos he has a thing where like he has a very like positive uplifting vibe to me yes so I don't think he has the pathos to like pull off something that's really dark and brooding you know he, yeah he sort of injects a lot of theatre into his yeah. performances but it doesn't go in that direction like it yeah definitely yeah it still somehow comes across sounding triumphant when it's not supposed to yeah yeah even um, although he's maybe his doppelganger who's his doppelganger uh droopy dog droopy dog might be able to pull off some brooding vo- some brooding vocals <laughs> boo <Boo-hoo. laughs> <laughs> i always forget that jack antonoff was Fun before he was Bleach slash songwriter Jack Antonoff. It was fun. He was Mr. Lena Dunham. Yeah, oh, F. fuck, I'd forgotten about that. What do you mean? He and Lena Dunham dated for a hot minute. Ugh. Quite a while. Yeah. I wonder if Taylor's still friends with Lena. Probably. It's really a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Very classy to not comment either way, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs>
and then we can order pizza. <laughs> so that was Coheed in Cambria, covering somebody that they used to know live uh, in 2012, May. Um, Sweet. Featuring Chandra Sanchez, the wife of lead singer Claudio Sanchez. Claudio Sanchez. The wife. His wife. <laughs> um, I really liked that. Mm. It works really well. Um, it comes off as like earnest in a different kind of way. Like, yeah. I'm always happy to talk about Coheed as well. So, huh. yeah. They, they definitely bring the right amount of, maybe not even aggression, but like, I don't know. It's like a brooding kind of post-hardcore Yeah, feel. It yeah. grooves. Mm. It has atmosphere. Claudio nails it yeah. vocally. Yeah. yeah. And he's got so much hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, it sort of brings out that more aggressive element to it that like is sort of seething and like Kimbra's delivery true mm. this sort of brings that to the surface but in a really effective way that isn't sort of like a creepy misogynistic way definitely yeah yeah um who had more hair him or the guitarist from My Chemical Romance that uh, wasn't uh Frank Claudio yeah uh, Ray had a lot of hair but it's more like I I just I could still just remember the I'm not okay I promise film clip and he's doing the guitar solo like head banging and just like (laughs) there's just so like just looks like sideshow Bob just with like all of this hair moving around. I love him. That's just I I think it was just I think it was just great as well like in their early days when it's like um when they really sort of didn't I guess like emo wasn't quite what it was and like Frank had dreadlocks and just like. Has made some interesting hair decisions. They all have, actually. Um, I think Gerard. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. Um, Gerard's best was when he went ranger. Yeah, that was very good. Very good. Anyway, I, I just like Gerard's uh, impression of the Big Lebowski now. Oh, I love him. So he's just—he's just embodying the Big Lebowski, the dude. But he's the dad. The dad. I love him yeah. so much. <laughs> All right, so hell yeah or yeah nah. Hell yeah all round from me. I think so. Except for three days grace. Oh yeah, I don't think so. But they sort of just squeak by by association. Yeah. Yep. I'll give it three hell years. I'm glad um I I'm glad I remembered that one yeah, existed. That's really just to end good. on a good note. Yeah. Yeah. Good it redeems three day grace. It does. For I mean, the, it redeems rock music. Yes, yes rock music. I was going to say, no, that makes Three Days Grace look worse because this is an actual good cover of the song. True. Uh, hell yeah, all re- well, not all round. Hell yeah for me on the same regards. Three hell yeah's to deliver Grace. Yes. Yes. To deliver us from evil, aka Three Days Grace. Yes. So next week, we are going back to the 90s with Wonderwall. I should get, I should get my dad on. I should just be like, uh, I should record a conversation with my dad and just be like, hey, talk talk to me about Wonderwall. Tell me what you think of Wonderwall. Because he hates Wonderwall. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, so we're doing Wonderwall by Oasis as covered by Cartel for Punk Goes 90s. And I've not heard this yet, but I can already probably imagine how this sounds. Yeah, it's that I think we're definitely going to have to rein in the covers because it's just painful the amount of covers yeah. there are. Yeah, look, next week might be a quick uh, one because I don't think I, I can stomach other covers no, of no. this one. I don't I don't think I can really stomach the original, but, like, this is our job. Well, this is our hobby. Yeah. I'll 
I'll give you yeah. some quick hot takes. Please. So I don't think I'll be on the next one. But, but um, uh, I I think, to be honest, the only good cover is the Ryan Adams one. He's kind of been cancelled. He has so been very cancelled. So fuck Ryan Adams. Um, the Oasis, to me, are like... They're, they're like the last capital G great rock band to me. And that they yep. really feel like a moment. But they're also like... They're inextricable from, like, their annoyingness, you know, even as songwriters. Mm. Like, I love What's the Story, Morning Glory as an yeah. album. But every time I listen to it, I'm also a little bit like, eh, I love this, but, eh, you know? I feel like they've sort of just become a parody of themselves. Like, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I think I've listened to What's the Story, Morning Glory and Fallen, like, I enjoy it, but then yeah. when I sort of think about the fact that I'm listening to Oasis, it's yeah. sort of... And the Gallagher Brothers. I think, and that's the thing, it's like, their dynamic is just like, just grow up. Yeah. I don't yeah. care for your nonsense. Yeah. There was I, a fun documentary uh, a couple of years ago called Supersonic about ooh. them. That was, that's worth seeing. Yeah. Nice. I think they do the Beatles better than Jet did the Beatles. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for sure. For, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Richard, for yes, joining thank us you, thank on you. this thank one. Thank you for hosting me. Anytime. And we are off to get pizza. Yeah.